0: Looking very frumpy. I love your flannel.
1: This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. Ann Christensen
0: of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9.
1: This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to Milwaukee's culinary podcast, This Bites. As every Friday, I'm joined by the lovely, well written, well fed warming because she brought warmth into the studio with me and Mm -hmm. christianson and the the frumpy dj Tariq here
0: you're not looking very frumpy (laughs) i love your flannel
1: (laughs) i'm frumpy and this week's edition of uh, this bites we're going to talk about uh soup uh the latest issue of milwaukee magazine is out and i thought a perfect time to talk about soup you did a kind of a, a soup roundup Uh, Where to get some good soup in Milwaukee. Then we're going to talk about some really cool events. One is called Tables Across Borders, uh, which deals with like uh, uh, refugee uh, cuisine. And then we're going to talk about a dinner that celebrates the South. Uh, But let's kick it off with uh, the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. The cover is John Ridley. I thought it was going to be me, but uh, I guess we well, have to talk to your editor did about you, that.
0: Are you involved in No Studios? Did you start No Studios? Because the story is about that.
1: I have a Yes Studios. Oh, in the issue you have a roundup of Soup. Yeah. Bro. And I thought, it's like, let's so talk about Soup. It's it's, it's warming. It's you know.
0: Yeah. Number one on my list: Soup Brothers in Walker oh, Point. Oh hell yeah! On yes. Florida Street. Can you believe it's been there twenty years? Wow. Twenty years. I wasn't even born. Okay, so, you know, if you haven't been there, it is, it's is—it's so fun for, for, for me. If, like, if I'm in there and I'm picking up soup and then you see somebody come in and you realize they've, no, they've never been in there before, they're like, wow, the music, the vibe, mm-hmm. everything about it is kind of, you know, unusual. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, courtesy of Richard Ragnar, the owner, who's, who's designed this place. They always have, uh, you know, maybe four, five, six different kinds of yep. soups, broth-based or cream-based. I highly recommend the cream-based ones. Um And it comes in a couple different sizes, and you always get this giant wedge of... Freshly baked bread. That sourdough bread is so good with the salt. It's like a little salt on the top and the poppy seeds, Mm. and it's crusty, and you just want to dip it into the soup. Yeah, and one of the things he's really known for is that red pepper bisque. He's Mm -hmm. had it since the very beginning, and I still think it stands the test of time. I love the
1: flavor of it. I just... Uh, you know, where we're talking, the
0: texture is not for you. I don't like
1: like tomato soup. Like I love chunky soups. Uh huh. You know, you, you put like shrimp in there. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. just, I, just, I,
0: like, I mean, I love a smooth soup like that, yeah. a puree or a, or a bisque. Like the, but
1: uh, yes. The soup that he should have on the menu all the time is the Mario Barrios stew. Mm-hmm. That stew is like drugs, addictive, and he does it like rarely, maybe once a month or something like that. That soup. It's amazing. That mm-hmm. soup should be on the menu every single day.
0: That's my number one soup brothers. I love Amaranth Bakery, which is on 33rd and Lisbon. Uh, that's a bakery that um, they specialize in all these whole grain breads and pastries. Um, so there's a lot of sweet treats there and breads if you want to get those um, or buy, you know, get those to mm. go. Or you can eat there too, you know, like a, mm. it's a coffee, it's basically a cafe as well. But their soups are really delicious. Really? And yeah, they have great soups there. Like they have a peanut sweet potato, a potato kale with Italian sausage. It was really like almost like a silky rich mm. broth. Turkish lentil, borscht, shrimp vegetable curry. You get one of their rolls or some bread with it and it's just a great meal.
1: Mm, sounds good. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by You. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. We're back on this, Bites. Before we go into uh, uh, to the other subject, I just want to talk about the soup that, that was terrible I had. It wasn't a restaurant. It was my friend's house. Uh-huh. This was like back in our college days. So we did this. We got a class to do a road trip to look at graduate schools.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm doing air quotes on air. It was a reason just to get out of school. And like, we had to do a report and all this stuff to be justified get out of school, like we do a study on graduate school. So we went to uh, Atlanta and we stayed at uh, a friend's uh, aunt's house or something like that. And she made turkey soup. Um, apparently, she didn't understand about the concept of broth. So she just put turkey in hot water and put vegetables and then served it to us. <laughs>
0: No. And then just a bunch of salt. Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> and it was just like we're sitting there, like all of us, like five of us just sitting there to all bite at once. We sit there at each other like We're like, Who's gonna go to the bathroom first of So bad. <laughs> but it's so long ago. <laughs> but anyway. We're going to talk about a really cool event, three restaurants putting together, kind of celebrating the refugee community here, especially the cuisine. It's called Tables Across Borders. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about
0: that? It is a uh, dinner series, I guess you could call it, presented by Amalinda, The Tandem, and Trickleby. And they're calling it a Milwaukee Global Food Tour collaboration, highlighting chefs from refugee communities. Mm -hmm. And they've set up looks like about six or seven dates coming up. Um, this winter into spring. Yep. And each one of them celebrates a different sort of refugee yeah. cuisine. So on the 25th, there's Ethiopian cuisine prepared by Chef Abba And the location is at Amalinda at 6. And these, are, these rotate. They, mm-hmm. they, this first one is at Two, Amalinda. Three, three restaurants. Yeah, right. And, and um, between that restaurant, uh, between, I'm sorry, Amalinda, the tandem and Trickleby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on March 11th, uh, Rohingya cuisine prepared by Chef Hasina. And that's at the tandem at six o'clock. I learned
1: a fact about the Rohingya community, yeah. refugee community. Milwaukee probably has the largest Rohingya refugee community really? in the country. I didn't know that. It was a story on WWM um, the other day. Um, ah. It was very fascinating. Okay. I didn't, like, I honestly, I didn't know much about that community till I just started digging it up because of this event. Yeah. I started doing research, which very is kind of Yeah. Really fascinating about the cuisine. So
0: I love this idea. This mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. So on the 25th of March, there's a uh, Congolese cuisine uh, dinner prepared by Chef Yosefina. That one is at Tricklebee Cafe at 6 p.m. And if you don't know Tricklebee, that's the pay-what-you-can mm-hmm. cafe. Um, really great concept. Um, on April 8th, Syrian cuisine prepared by Chef Tahani. That's at Amalinda at 6. April 29th, Karen cuisine prepared by the Paw Sisters at Tricklebee at 6 p.m. And then finally, on May 13th, Serbian cuisine prepared by Chef Natasa. Uh, And that's at the Tandem at Mm. 6 o'clock. And um, there's a link to this on Amalinda's website. And actually, it's on their Facebook, too. Uh, If you go to Amalinda's Facebook, Tables Across Borders.
1: Speaking of that, I was just pulling up. I just, I forgot. Have you heard of the Conflict Kitchen? No. I think it's in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. One of those cities with terrible football teams. Um, Conflict Kitchen is a really cool concept, which is just, Kind of thought of this, um, where they only serve food from countries with uh, which the United States is in conflict with. Wow. And so it changes. So, like, one time they had Iranian food, other times they had Iraqi food, they had Serbian food. So, it just, it just me, brought me back to that, that concept that was out in Pennsylvania. I think they're still uh, in existence. They still have a menu and a website. Um, I don't know what meal they're doing, cuisine they're doing this time. But it changed. Oh, they're doing Palestinian. Mm. So each week, a different local Palestinian will, will be available at Conflict Kitchen to share their lunchtime with any members of the public. And kind of kind of cool concept. Just that kind of remind me, Tables Across Borders kind of remind me of that. Next event, uh, a few weeks ago, we mentioned that uh, the author, James Beard winning author, Michael Twitty, author of the uh, award-winning book, The Cooking Gene. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. It's coming to town to uh, do a talk at the library on February 18th, the Mitchell Street branch, a journey through African-American cooking. The cooking gene kind of, Michael Twitty kind of explores the DNA of Southern cooking going all the way back to uh, Africa, which is really fascinating. He's a great person to know, very opinionated, uh, very passionate individual, and he's coming back. He was here last time, maybe back in 2016, I think, 2017. But he's coming back. February 18th, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Street Library. Next day, February 19th, at the Diplomat, they will be doing a special dinner in honor of uh, Michael Twitty called Taste of the South. It will feature uh, chefs, of course, Dan Baldwin of the Diplomat, Linda Burrell, Jennifer Casey, Zakia Courtney, Caitlin Cullen of the Tandem, Michael Easterling, Jarvis Williams, and Venus William will cook up a feast regionally in cultural, diverse Southern foodways. Uh, so uh, in honor of that. Kind of uh, Michael Twitty coming to town, so I'm looking forward to that because I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Southerner by heart, and I'm a judge their Southern cooking.
0: Mm-hmm. I I feel like you are chomping at the bit to get to this dinner, and and you know
1: this does not taste like my grandma yeah, Green, right?
0: And offer some constructive criticism. No, and uh, it sounds like they're going to do share share platters of food yeah. with a set menu that's going to include vegetarian, vegan, vegan and so, gluten free a little bit options. for everybody. Uh a little so that for good, everyone. So
1: yeah. you've not really had, like, if you really haven't, you know, really experienced good Southern food. Because most people outside of the South um, think of Southern food as this homogenous cuisine, which is so wrong. Like, it's fried chicken, collard greens, and that's Southern cuisine. I'm like, no, nah, Southern cuisine It's like, it's so... So diverse, so amazing, so regional. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Georgia alone, there's different things that you can get that you can't get anywhere else. Like barbecues are so regional. I mean, Southern cuisine is such an amazing cuisine in the country. I think it's the best cuisine in the country by far. I mean, it's truly an American creation. Also, the proceeds for the uh, Taste of the South event at Diplomat will go to places like Alice Gardens and Fondy Food Center so it's also been benefiting a good cause let's go back to Milwaukee Magazine the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine
0: yeah
1: uh, let's talk about pizza
0: pizza another very warming food yeah I've had some. I've of, had. A, I've had a little bit of pizza. In the I've been last eating a lot of frozen pizzas. Not okay. frozen for me. Because <laughs> I haven't but, been going out. Anymore. Yeah. I, no, like, I know. I
1: stocked up on frozen pizzas. That's all. I've
0: been. I. I would assume if the pizza places that that were open had a run on deliveries the last few days. That's my guess. I didn't want to make people deliver
1: I, either. I just. Yeah, I like, I like, like, like I was like, I don't want you to come out in this stuff. So I'll just. I go to my corner store, get a can of roast beef hash and some frozen pizzas, and dock it up. Yeah. That's what I did.
0: Well, okay, so I'm going to mention a place that uh, I don't know that we've really talked about it. Uh, it's called Santino's Little Italy. It's in this really kind of little off the beaten path location, and uh, it's it's sort of a it's a little Italian place. Um, one of the owners is Sicilian; he's of Sicilian descent, and they he and his partner really wanted to create kind of like this like a place that has the feel of a, of a pizzeria in Brooklyn. Um, and have this sort of little Italy type of feel mm. to it, and so not just the pizza, which is which which are baked in a, a forno bravo wood burning oven. So we're talking about about the wood burning, okay. not the not the um, uh, totally legit by the book uh, Naples style pizza, but you know very similar yeah. that style. Um, but they also have the whole mystique in there, so it's dark. The music is like Dean Martin and like. <laughs> You Know the big, the big night soundtrack type yeah. of thing on the TV. You might catch the movie Moonstruck. I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Cher
1: and yeah, uh it.
0: Nicolas Cage. And you know and what and I'm talking and about. And I
1: changed the channel, yeah.
0: I think it's a great movie, uh, although uh, uh, that's another story. Anyway, <laughs> um, did
1: you fell in love watching that? Were you like in love with
0: something? Nicolas Cage?
1: No, like because you had another story, like,
0: no, like, no, no. Yeah. I was just gonna, uh, no, I was gonna say that I. I had seen it when I was a kid and just a small, small child when it came out. And um, <laughs> and I remember at that point in time, Nicolas Cage was kind of this heartthrob. I know he's not anymore, they but do, everybody was do. crushing on this guy. And it and so when I saw, I happened to be at Santino's one night and it was on the flat screen. And I was like, he oh my fl- gosh. got a little f- flushed. Well, he's got these piercing blue eyes and he just had this... He had this totally, uh, like—he was just so genuine and humble, and he he just wore his heart on his sleeve in this role, okay? Plus, he was just really, really handsome at that point in time. (laughs) And so it was just sort of a really fun movie, and I guess I was rediscovering it all over Mm. again. I hadn't seen it in many years, but uh, over a pizza, and not kidding you, they serve on the menu— uh, an appetizer meatball that's like they call it a bocce ball, and i mean I'm you can't see that I'm actually
1: like a showing size? Tariq,
0: yes the size with my hands of this meatball yeah it's like a softball size meatball you know veal pork and beef meatball really a finely like you can tell they finely handle them when they make them because they're not they're just so delicate but you like a perfect yourself? texture oh I split it with with a friend I'm saying oh. that was an appetizer it comes with you know you've got the sugo, the the mm-hmm. the marinara sauce on top, a little bit of parmesan cheese, and it makes a really great appetizer. Mm. You can also get it over spaghetti too. So um their main, I would say their main focus is on pizzas, but they do have some pastas, like okay. the spaghetti and meatballs. They have a carbonara. Uh, they have you know different salads. Um, and for dessert, you have to order. This is actually really um, I, I think it's it's essential if you go there. Mama Galati's Italian Cookies. So w- w- <laughs> one of the owners... Fun. Well, one of the owner's sisters comes... They come into the restaurant in the mornings and they bake these Italian cookies. So, every morning? I don't, I don't think it's every morning. Okay. But um, they're, they're cookies made by the family. Um, <laughs> and they're made there. And uh, so if you're a fan of, like, Gloriosos, if you know the type of Italian cookies I'm mm-hmm. talking about, uh, they, it's just a great little dessert, you know, a little plate of these cookies... Maybe have a little bit of uh, you know dessert wine with it, um, and th- it just feels it, 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 it definitely this place definitely conjures up that feeling of being in Italy.
1: Oh, cool,
0: and I find that really fun. Yeah. and there and it's been a while too since I've been in a restaurant where you walk in the door and one of the owners is right there to greet you and might shake your hand. <laughs> I mean like it's that kind of old.: school It's kind of like Polonaise when it. I went there. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I'm saying that mm-hmm. you don't see that much anymore
1: no it's it's different now. So that's uh this week's edition of This Bites. You want to learn more about the events, including the Taste of South event at the Diplomat, the tables across border, or even uh, the soups to get in Milwaukee, and uh, check out the review of Santino's Pizza, head over to the website at radiomilwaukee.org/slash this bites. And definitely check out the latest issue of Milwaukee magazine with John Ridley on the cover, pretending to be me. <laughs>
0: oh, Tariq.
1: This bites is produced by it's a nice
0: photo though,
1: isn't it? This bites produced by <laughs> Kenny Perez, Handcraft's exciting inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and, of course, our generous membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to
0: podcasts.
1: As always, it's cold. I'm sorry. My brain is, like, Yeah, cold.
0: It's, it's, this weather is so affecting Tariq that his his sense of humor... My heart
1: is, like, is, He's getting even
0: more sarcastic than he normally is.
1: <laughs> I get really bitter, I like, yeah. the weather. Yeah. Um, as always. Stay hungry
0: and keep the malort cold.
1: Keep the malort warm in a hot toddy. Yeah. This time around.
0: I mean it's hard to say thing keeping things cold in this weather but